Welcome to the Daily Cron for Tuesday, February 12th, 2019. I'm Stephen Tolton. Today is Tech Tuesday, but in lieu of a hardware you know, review, I don't have any, I figured I would uh, discuss a conversation that I had at the Philly Coca event on Monday. It's about when to use dependencies, or like third-party dependencies specifically, in your software. And uh, so we had our meeting on Monday instead of Thursday, because Thursday is Valentine's Day. And instead of having actual talks like normal, we had a Cyber Project Saturday evening edition, where you were just allow- just there to work on whatever project you had to work on, or talk to people, socialize, ask questions. So I was at a table that was mostly people who did not have their laptops last night. And they were, uh, you know, primarily a mix of different uh, different backgrounds and and experience levels. And so we got into a discussion at one point about dependencies because there was a a member there who wanted, was building an app and uh they asked about you know they asked about this and we uh we ended up I think having a pretty interesting discussion. And then I was thinking about it today I was thinking about this and I and I kind of organized my thoughts since Monday into this kind of model of a of a three level hierarchy of decision making you have to make when you're going to build an app and you're thinking about dependencies. So I'm just going to go through that a little bit here today on this Tech Tuesday, and maybe you'll find it useful because um, I'm finding it a little bit. I'm finding it kind of useful. I mean, it's pretty, I think, pretty straightforward and obvious. But sometimes when you just write stuff out, it can you know help help you remember it. Okay, so. Say you want to build an app. Uh, you love bagels, and you want to make a bagel finder app so that you and the other bagel-loving members of your community or your country or the world can find the best bagels around them. So what do you do? Putting aside the whole discussion about whether this is a viable business or anything like that, strictly talking about dependency-related decisions, number one, you're going to have to ask yourself, what platform, what devices is my Bagel Finder app going to live on? Am I going to make an iPhone app? Is it going to work on Android? Do I want it to work on a, as a website? Do I want it to work on Apple TV? You know, et cetera. Any platform you can think of, you basically have to decide where you want it. Okay, how do you make that decision? That's, of course, going to be very dependent on your particular business. But let's say in this case, you're a loan developer. You already have, you have an iPhone or you have some experience with that platform and you decide... I'm going to build this as my side project on iOS. And I'm not going to care about Android today. I'm not going to care about the web or anything like that. I'm going to build my Bagel Finder app as an iOS app, specifically for like iPhones. And, you know, and that, that's where I'm going to put my focus. Okay, good. So your first, uh, your first set of dependencies now is going to be the platform of like iOS, iPhones. Like ultimately at the most foundational level, you are now dependent upon the uh, uh, on iPhones and what they can give you, you know, their hardware. So what's level two? After that, you have to think to yourself, now that I've decided to write it for iPhones, what's my development platform going to be? And what I mean by that is, are you going to develop your, your Bagel Finder app using Apple's tools? You're going to write it in the Swift programming language and use Xcode? Or are you going to use a third-party cross-platform development environment? Uh, you know, maybe like Xamarin or something. 
Uh, are you going to do that? And then are you going to do some hybrid approach? Are you maybe, are you actually like a more of a web developer? So you want to write it as like a web app or you want to use JavaScript skills to build it. And maybe you want to use React Native to build that because you're familiar with doing that for your day job or something. This is a, the, uh, another decision you have to make. And this is a very important one because whatever you decide here becomes your primary platform for possibly the life of the project. If you decide to go with Apple products for your bagel finder, if you say, I'm going to do it in Swift and Xcode, you're dependent uh, primarily on what Apple provides you and on Xcode and the tooling that is around the frameworks, libraries, and software that Apple gives you. But Apple is the primary platform provider, so there's not as much of a risk there, and you have to depend on something ultimately, or you, you know the hardware is the most foundational thing. So depending upon the software the development tools that you're provided by the maker of the hardware is a relatively safe thing and it's a necessary thing anyway so you can stick with just their tools okay downside of that of course is if you find out later that most bagel lovers uh in your market are android users not ios users you won't have an android app ready and you won't be able to easily reuse any of your code because you wrote it in swift and swift isn't compatible not really so you you'd have to rewrite the app on Android, maybe, you know, that'll cost a lot of money and time. And in the meantime, your all those customers on the end who want an Android app will be angry and, and you won't be able to get money from them, obviously. So that's that's the main downside about that. But say you decide you want to do something like React Native because you want to use your JavaScript React skills. Okay, that's fine. But now you are dependent upon a a platform that is dependent upon Apple, Apple's platform. And so every time Apple updates something, you have to wait for the this new dependent this new uh, library to update. Now they're very fast about it on the on the popular libraries, you know, but you still have to you're still dependent upon that. You're de- you're dependent on them being able to give you an interface to the features that Apple provides. So every time WWDC comes around, you see the new the talks and all. All those talks are going to be in Swift, and they're going to be assuming you're building things with native tools that Apple provides. And if you want to use them on your new React Native app or, you know, Xamarin app, whatever you're using, you aren't going to be able to do that on day one necessarily. You're going to have to wait until they provide you some interface for it. And some of them, sometimes that's harder than other times. Okay? And then you also have to think about performance and all. But in this case, let's say you've gone through all, all this thought process and you're, you know, we already said you're an iOS developer. Maybe that's your experience. So you're definitely just going to use the native tools. Okay, good done level two is done we know we're on iphones we know we're using xcode and swift what's number three and this is the more of the day-to-day dependency decision making that i have in my life uh where i have to think about whether i want to bring in this particular library to use it and this is if you're an independent developer this is definitely what you are going to encounter all the time if you're part of a team a lot of these decisions may be made for you or you may be part of consulting you know with your colleagues about them but you you know you may not be may not be free to just willy nilly pick um, libraries to include in your software. But if you're an independent developer, this is just your app, is your side project. You can do whatever. But let's say this is you know this is a side project you hope to someday have you know some kind of return on investment from too. So you're being a little bit more careful about third party dependencies. Okay, so now you're you're thinking about should I bring in some Cocoa Pods for this app? And at, at this level. What you're thinking about is, 
uh, when you bring in a third-party dependency, some library that gives you functionality you don't have, oh, you have to you have to think about uh, a couple of things. One was framed really nicely by one of the members of our of Philicoca heads, who was at my table, and he framed it like this. He said, "Think about." He said, uh, "Does this like this is a dependency?" I'm paraphrasing. Like, does this dependency fill a hole in the platform, or does it replace a part of the platform? If it replaces a part of the platform, you have to be more careful because then you're, you know, as I discussed earlier, you're dependent upon them keeping it updated. You're dependent upon it working in the future. You're dependent upon the uh, completeness and robustness of that code. And you're, you're going to really want, you know, and I mean, you are all the time for the third party things, but if you're replacing something, you're competing directly with something Apple provides. And that is not usually a good place to be because Apple will potentially change it out from under you and then maybe your thing doesn't work anymore you know that's that's the that's the bigger problem uh if you are filling in a hole in the platform that can be a little different if apple is not providing that functionality and this third-party library is and you vetted it and all so you know that's it's pretty good quality and looks like it might be maintained in the future or you've thought about what will happen when it's if, if and when it's no longer maintained you say okay i'll use this because it'll save me maybe a lot of time so i can focus on something else so a good example of that is something like a chart library. Uh, you want to build graphs or bar charts or something like that. That's not a built-in feature of iOS. So you're probably going to bring a third-party library for that because to build it yourself would be time-consuming. And your app probably, the, the probably your app is not about making bar charts or something. It's like, that's not the thing that will, you know, get you customers. It's just a feature in your app. You probably you're doing you know like in this case maybe you want to display uh, a a trend line you want to display some some graphs about the most popular bagels in different areas or something and you just want to make a graph well you know your app is not about the graph your app is about the the, the bagels right and about the data about the bagels so you bring in a third party um, charting uh, feature and that makes perfect sense again with any of these dependencies you have to think about the future because you're trading off a piece of functionality now you have available now for you. You don't have to write it yourself or maintain it in the future, but you're in the future, you're going to have to deal with the, the if and when that, that particular piece of functionality is no longer maintained or becomes incompatible with your um, app for some reason, like iOS changes and it just breaks. And, and you know, what are you going to do in that respect? But there are the three levels that I, I thought of, you know, like what, what hardware kind of, what platform I'm going to be on, what development platform I'm going to use. And then, uh, what third-party libraries am I going to use? And whether they fill a hole in the platform or replace part of the platform. And then I thought today, there's also another special case, which is games. A game uh, is going to, by necessity, replace the entire user interface, and you're almost always going to want the game to be cross-platform. So if you go through the hierarchy, you're going to say, what platforms do I want this to run on? You're, you're normally going to be like all of them, because you you know it's the only way to be economically feasible game development since it doesn't rely on the standard user interface elements of any of these regular you know mobile platforms like you're not you're usually dealing with built-in tables and buttons and things you're building that yourself anyway so the 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 general game development culture is built around game engines something like unity which is very different so you're using a different language different development environment and then it's exporting um an app that'll run on the different uh, hardware platforms. And that makes sense for games because 
you know, games are the game engines are targeting lower level aspects of the of the software stack on the hardware. So you're not it's not like the it's not the same thing as the cross platform um uh systems where they're maybe ex maybe they're 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 exporting objective C code or something like that. Uh uh that is using like UI kit or whatever. They um they may still be spitting out objective C code, but they may also just be spitting out like like C code for the most part or or something like or or just compiled into something for the processor. And uh you know, there's there, but you're not using all those other higher end, uh, higher level libraries from, from Apple. So, you know, makes sense. Uh, and if you're just targeting like chips and graphic cards, then that's just kind of a smaller area to maintain. And so the engine man, the engine creators will maintain that. And uh, uh, you can, of course, write a game specifically for a particular platform. Like you can make a game that just works on iOS and it'll work on Apple TV and like iPads and iPhones. And you can use Apple's uh, frameworks for that stuff, but uh, the only the only time I've seen that in my circles is when people are doing it as like a side project, and even then, a, a lot of games are just built with one of these game engines because there's just more people that know them, you know, because they're just like the regular way you do things. So games are just a special case culturally and technically. Uh, games are kind of a, a kind of a weird place. So if you're gonna build a game. My my recommendation is to a talk to some game developers because that's not me, uh, and then b you're probably going to end up using some kind of cross-platform game engine. Uh, nowadays, Unity is super popular and really nice. I I played around with it too, and it's, it's cool. So that's that's it. So that's my hierarchy of dependency decision making. You know, what's my platform? What's my development platform? What Cocoa Pods am I going to use? And there's no right answer to the to these questions and the answers can change over the life of a project as well i mean i've been burned by third-party libraries i included in an app and then like down the line i had to rip them out or rewrite the thing because they were so integrated into the design of the application and they were no longer supported anymore or they didn't work anymore because you know apple changed the way things worked so that's happened to me before and so now i'm a little more wary about it you know than i used to be uh, but not all developer cultures are the same. Like uh, when I was doing this React JS training this last couple of days, and I, I installed the the practice um, you know demo app we were supposed to work on. Like I did npm and npm install, and it was like a hundred dependencies pop up, and you're like, what the heck? But that's just the that's the nature of uh, that particular kind of development. You usually see a lot more dependencies, you know. Uh, there's no right or wrong answer. It's all going to be dependent on your app, your business, your situation. So many questions. Just like life in general, <laughs> everything's a series of trade-offs, a series of the, of decisions that are, are a series of trade-offs. That, uh, and software just uh, like lets you make a whole bunch of these tiny, minute decisions every day. Uh, so it's like it's like life training, but n- not at all. So anyway, it's late. I uh, hope you enjoyed that little discussion. And if you want to hear more about that kind of stuff, you can uh, come to one of our events. Uh, go to phillycoca.org to you know learn about us. And go to meetup.com and look for Philly Coca Heads, and you can see our events, uh, events calendar. Our next event is going to be the last Saturday of the month, 
what is that? That's the 20, 23rd. So yeah, that's uh, February 23rd. That'll be Side Project Saturday all day at PromptWorks. So you can RSVP on meetup.com if you want to come for that. And you can debate this very topic with myself and anyone else who's there who will talk to you about it. <laughs> you know, it's Side Project Saturday. Uh, or we can talk about something way more interesting. Either case, it's always a fun time. Uh, so for now, I'm going to bed. And wherever you are, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, whenever you're listening to this. I'll talk to you next time.